Radio, it is another edition of What's Involved. And uh, once again, we're going across our shores, and I am talking to uh, speaker extraordinaire, um, a gentleman who uh, is not only incredibly entertaining, um, but uh, is, is one of the biggest proponents, I believe, of service around. And that person is Jeff Ram. Hello, Jeff. How are you doing? I'm very well, David. How are you? Fantastic, as well as can be expected uh, under the circumstances, which we'll get into at, at some stage. But, um, Jeff, what fascinated me about you is, is and, and just reading up a little bit about you, this is our first time chatting, um, the idea of service um, and, and what you call celebrity service is what initially got me uh, very interested and keen in having a chat to you. But let's start off a little bit and, and just go back a bit and talk about Jeff Ram. Who is Jeff? Oh, Jeff is, uh, uh, well, yes, I'm a speaker. Uh, I'm a husband. I'm, I'm a father. So I'm, I'm, I'm based uh, and I live in the northeast of England, David. So the northeast of England, uh, right on the coast in between a little town called South Shields and the city of Sunderland uh, for, for all you sports fans there um, over the years. So right on the coast. Um, and I and work wise, I, I speak all, all over the world, all over the UK, Europe, uh, Africa, North America, all over the, all over the planet, delivering celebrity service keynotes and hopefully very much entertaining, inspiring, but giving ideas to businesses, entrepreneurs of, of all sectors. I mean, that's that's the business side of me. I've been I've been a professional speaker now for 12 years. But I've had my own business for 18 years. I've just literally had my 18th business birthday. But uh, my my wife Haley, uh, who is a pretty incredible lady, uh, we've we've been married uh, for a little bit longer than that. I'm not going to give you our our ages just yet. Um, <laughs> and we've we've got two amazing children, Grace and and Elliot. So uh, that is the family. That is where I live. This is kind of what I do. Um, that's a little bit about me. Awesome. Now, how did you how did you get into speaking? I mean, because you talk about celebrity service, uh, that's one of the the, the, the big ones yeah. for you, and the other one is is OMG marketing. Yes. Um, so, but how did you you know transition? I, what is your your sort of business background, if you would? Oh, good good question. So, look, I can go way back when. So even even back in in school, in secondary school, my favourite subject was business studies. Uh, I had a very inspirational lecturer, a very inspirational teacher back then, a gentleman called Malcolm Stevenson, and uh, he was he took us for business studies, and I just fell in love with that idea of creating a brand, creating a name, you know, creating a, a desire in the marketplace, even at school, college, and then university. And when I left university, uh, business background, I. I spent uh, quite a few years working with startup businesses and entrepreneurs, uh, David. So people who at the time, and I'm going back a long time ago, sort of two decades now, people who needed to market, promote, get their business and products and services out there, but they they didn't have the they didn't have the funds, they didn't have the money, they didn't have that bottomless pit of of cash to get themselves known. So I would. As, an, as a marketing advisor back in the day, I would advise them on how they could stand out from the crowd, do things a little differently, rather than spend thousands on an advertising campaign, let's create an idea 
that gets us tens of thousands worth of free publicity, whether that be radio, TV, press. Um, so I was creating brands, creating uh, marketing materials back in the day. And after that first job after university, David, my I, I got to work for, with some incredible global brands, Honda, Chrysler, Fiat, Citroen, Peugeot, uh, Toyota was a big one. And I was a marketing manager of a motor retail group in the northeast of England. And I was responsible for marketing 11 dealerships across many brands, many sectors uh, and many sort of customer groups, as, as it were. So that gave me extraordinary experience because you went from working with startup businesses who didn't have a penny to all of a sudden being given crazy budgets to launch brand new vehicles into the into the marketplace. But you know what it did? I still have, and I still have to this day, the same ethos as I did working with somebody with no money. How can we get ourselves out there but not spend the money? Save the money in the bank. How can we still create that buzz, that marketing campaign strategy, whatever it may be, to, to, to get even a greater result? So that was that was me. That was my early days of employment. And on the 1st of March 2002, I launched my own business, a business called Mercury Marketing. And Mercury Marketing, let me tell you, is I went back to my my days of, of working with small business, that was a real passion of mine. And it was great to go in and have a big impact. And I was 95% consultant, you know, going out, meeting, delivering for, for clients. And I was 5%, this little thing called a speaker. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> this, this speaker thing. So and I was getting asked to speak at the local chambers of commerce. Um, you know, a, a bank wanted to put on an event for entrepreneurs. And Jeff, could you could you share some top tips, stories, ideas? So I started. To, so five percent of my energy, time, money—call it what you will—it five percent of my business was this thing called speaking. Now, let, let's just go quickly on sort of seven years into my business. I was flat out, David. I was absolutely because when you have your own business, you you don't say no. You you, you say yes to yes. everything. Well, um, absolutely, yes. <laughs> you, you, you know, you you never know when the when the when the table's going to be empty and and the food cupboard, you know. So you say yes to everything, and I was absolutely exhausted. I was shattered, and uh, the business was just me, and it still is, and it always will be. But Haley and I sat down. At Christmas time, round the table. This is before kids and all the rest of it. And we sat down and, and you know, Haley said, "What what does the future look like? What do you want to do for the rest of your life? Because you are fully busy. You don't want to employ staff. You, you're quite happy as you are. But what do you?" And I said, then I turned and I said, "You know, there's this little thing called speaking. These little things that I do every so often, maybe once a quarter, and I just love it." There's such a buzz about delivering stories on a stage, watching people's eyes light up, watching people scribble ideas down on, on the edge of your words. So I made the decision, David, that that Christmas time and, and literally by the 2nd of January, I launched a second brand. So Mercury Marketing was my business, but I eventually went down the route of 
uh, buying the domain name jeffram.com and I I put all my just about all my focus into developing me as a speaker um, creating my own materials my own slides my own brand and that is that is if somebody what I wanted to do what I what I hoped was was possible is I thought I wonder if I could make a living out of this I wonder if I could just speak because this to me is the ultimate the ultimate job I was never good as a footballer that was never going to happen um, but if I had to choose the perfect job that that was it because that moment on stage sharing ideas all original content and the feedback I was gaining I thought wouldn't it be amazing to do this not just in the northeast but maybe further further in the UK and if somebody told me 12 years ago Jeff you'll have spoken in 42 countries from Japan to Ecuador to Iran to Australia you'll have spoken uh, what is it now 14 times in South Africa you'll have seen some of the greatest wonders in this world you'll have completed your business bucket list you'll have wrote three books and I am currently writing my fourth if somebody told me 12 years ago that I'll be doing this 100% of the time I would have thought they were mad and but this is the reality. This is me now. So I've done all of these things and I've, I've, oh, I've been to the the wonders, the wonderful place that is South Africa. And when people say to me, what's your favorite countries? Wait, 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 wait. What's your favorite countries? I mean, out of 42, it's it's not easy because so many of them have wonderful memories. Yeah. But uh, so I will mention a good half a dozen. South Africa is always in that list. And people say, what, where, where's your favourite? Where, where, where's your favourite places to 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 speak? And uh, I mentioned something to somebody who hasn't been to South Africa, and they haven't got a clue. And I say, there's a little place called the Drakensberg. And they oh say, yes. And they say, not where? such a little place, though. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> and I say the Drakensberg, and they say, where is that? And I say, and, and I, I try, do you know what? I try to explain. I try to explain what it is like. And the best way I can describe it is the Swiss Alps with no snow. <laughs> it is it is just yeah. stunning. It is stunning. So um, if somebody told me all those years ago, this this was possible, this is what I'll be doing. Because look, I'm not a, I'm not a famous person. I'm 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 not off the television. I, I haven't had a a huge famous brand that all of a sudden now we must hear from the ex-person of this wonderful brand. I'm somebody who has stories and the stories are inspiring and the stories are entertaining and we do have a lot of fun and we always, as, as an audience, as, as an organization, we, as a, as a person, we learn when we are smiling, let's be honest. So to deliver that and all of my material and content is original Nobody has, has a clue what I'm going to say next. We are chatting to Jeff Ram. It is what's involved. When we come back, uh, we'll find out a little bit more about Jeff and some of these stories as well. And we're back. It is what's involved. Jeff Ram, my special guest with me uh, on this particular episode, all the way from uh, the UK. Um, I spoke to one of your compatriots the other day, and they said uh, that, that we could actually call it the sunny UK at this time. <laughs> I don't know what it's like there today, but uh, it is. Yeah, it, it's very good. It's very good, David, it, which is very, very unusual. But 
these are unusual times. So the UK has sun. Who would have thought? <laughs> yep, it's, it's because everybody's locked down now. The sun gets to come out. Um, but Jeff, you talk about stories and and mm. and you mentioned something, and that's one also one of the reasons I wanted to chat to you because one of the motivations behind this show um, specifically is because I am so passionate about small businesses, micro businesses, mm. the solopreneur. And, and I believe that, that business and, and small, medium businesses are the way of the future for South Africa. So I love to have people on the show that we can chat about and, and that'll be able to motivate and inspire uh, those people like me. I mean, you know, when I'm not doing this, this radio show, um, I have to have a real job to support my radio habit. Yes. Um, and, <laughs> you know, I, I battle as well. I battle with a lot of things, motivation, all sorts of things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so I'm so glad we're chatting to you. And, and, and you said, you know, you love dealing with small uh, small businesses, et cetera, et cetera. But you also mentioned telling stories. And I think yes. storytelling is so very, very important in everything we do. Yes, absolutely. Um, it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting, this, this storytelling, because I, I was once described by a wonderful Canadian speaker many years ago. I was once described as my stories are like a tag team. So if you've ever watched the <laughs> a wrestling bout, as it were, uh, I I would come in, I would I would deliver the grounds, the foundations, I would make those first moves, and uh, just just before I'm going to sort of deliver the punchline, I'll tag I'll tag somebody else in, and maybe I'll show something on the screen or a slide that illustrates the point so when i when i when i deliver my stories and let's let's be honest here my stories aren't the nobody else's they're just mine so these are all my observations david so whether i am traveling whether i'm on holiday whether i we just go for a walk down to the beach i am constantly looking i'm constantly alert for greatness. I'm constantly alert for wonderful pieces of experience and of service and sometimes even marketing as well. Now, we all have our our, our phones on us. Our phones have video capability as well as uh, photographs in the camera. Whenever I see a person, something delivering, saying something, um, whenever I see somebody that, that puts a smile on my face, that makes me laugh. Or maybe maybe brings me to a to, to shed a tear. I capture it, okay? Because it's moved me. It's moved me to do something. It could be a sign outside of a cafe. It could be the uh, member of staff uh, that we're we're going to buy tickets from. It could be anything, David. Anything at all in the outside world that we live in. If it makes me laugh, cry, smile, whatever it does, it has it has done something to me. It is. Now, when I record it, I will take a photograph. And at some point in my in my head in the next few minutes, I will think, that could be a great story. What's just happened there? What that person did? What I've just experienced? And I, at the next conference that I do, I will put that slide in there and I will tell the story as exactly how it happened. And the one thing about, to be honest with you, a lot of speakers say, oh, we tell stories. We tell stories. I think there's one big difference between telling stories and being a great storyteller. I am in the story. 
I'm always in the story. So I will play multiple parts. I will play the part of the shopkeeper. I will play the part of me. I will play the part of Elliot, uh, our son. I will play the part of whoever it may be. But I deliver it in such an engaging, hopefully, hopefully entertaining way that the audience, they, they feel they're there. They feel they're there in the story, in the moment. And when I reveal it on screen of the image that I took last week, last year, 15 years ago, the audience can see it for themselves. And I paint pictures for the audience to see. So that is that is how I create my original content. It is all based on real life. I bring that real life back to life on stage. However, and this is the biggest part of storytelling, I then relate it back to that audience of insurance companies, to that insurance, uh, to, to that company of uh, hoteliers, of um, leisure and tourism, of the of an airline. So I will take a story, and it doesn't have to be related to their industry, but I can tweak and I will change the outcome right at the very end on how on what this can do for your organisation, for your business, for your sector. So you can hear a story of an ice cream shop, which has nothing to do with your insurance company. But I have the ability to twist and change so you can see the relevance. And that is what helps to bring the story to life and possibly more importantly, memorable. I have I have people who who will contact me on LinkedIn and say, Jeff, I I saw you in uh, 1998 and you did the story of and I'm like, oh, my word. I saw you back at the first conference you did in Dubai uh, seven, eight years ago. And I remember you told the story of Grace. And I'm, I'm thinking, oh, my word. It's wonderful to be remembered. But the stories, yeah. the stories have the biggest impact. Well, I think that's absolutely brilliant. And, and when we when we come back, we're going to chat, if you don't mind, Jeff, uh, mm. move on to um, one of your keynotes, which is celebrity service and, uh. and find a little bit more about why one would call it celebrity service. It is what's involved. <laughs> My special guest is uh, Jeff Ram. When we come back, what is celebrity service? And we're back. Jeff Ram on the line with me. It is what's involved. Celebrity service, Jeff, we mentioned that just before the break. Uh, yeah. What is it? What is celebrity service? Oh, my word. Oh, my word. So uh, this is about 97% of my bookings. It is. It has gone crazy, David, over the last seven or eight years. Celebrity service. Okay. And, and it's interesting because at the very beginning of this call, you said you were interested in me from what you read about celebrity service and this yes. is exactly what happens to audience members to clients to bureaus to bookers all over the world they we know about customer service we know about customer experience and cx and all of these wonderful things okay celebrity service there has been nothing new in the world of customer service for over three decades OK, so for three decades, if you were to see any customer service speaker, trainer, coach, if you were to read manuals or pick up a book in the library and you were to to read this or to listen to these people, there is only two things that they will tell you about in terms of your business to, to be the standout business in your sector 
this year and beyond. Okay, there's two things. The first is you must go the extra mile. Okay. Mm. The second thing is you must always exceed expectations. David, these are two phrases that have been trotted out for over three decades. There's nothing new. There is nothing new. So we've all we all talk about a go the extra mile. It is hardly as inspiring to your team, your workforce, your department to go the extra mile because nobody ever says what it looks like. But these are the same old, same old celebrity service. It's fresh. It's new. It's inspiring. And it's different. And as you said, in two words, it's like, oh, what's this? What is celebrity service? Here it is. We all think we deliver a high level of service. Okay, we all think we deliver a high level of service. And on the scale of one to ten, if one is abysmal, but ten is incredible, what number would you give yourself right now? And this is the this is the opening line I do on my talks. What what number would you give yourself right now for the levels of service you are giving every single one of your customers? Now the average the global average research is this my own research based on hands going up in an audience the vast majority of people will say seven or eight now what people are saying to me is we're quite high eight out of ten david is pretty high you know if we deliver eight out of ten as, as an organization that's a that's a good what people are saying to me is jeff we're pretty good but there's room for improvement you know, how do we get to the nine? How do we get to the 10? Celebrity service will help bridge that gap. So you think you deliver a high level of service to your customers, clients, passengers, members, guests. One question, and the question is a philosophy. The philosophy is a question will change everybody listening to your call, listen to your radio show right now. If your next customer were an A-list celebrity Hollywood movie god or goddess so the next tweet you get is from an a-list superstar the next phone call the next person that knocks on your door was an a-list celebrity hollywood superstar what would be the difference in the service that you would give them compared to the service they would give david or jeff uh-huh. okay <laughs> okay and uh, you you know you 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 know the top you know the the usual sort of suspects the the top three four five six big big celebrities I'm talking you George Clooney's I'm talking you the Angelina Jolie's of this world if they were to tweet email walk in become your next customer what would be the difference the difference is the gap in your service you don't realize exists okay so let me give you an example um, and I've <laughs> I, I did this. Uh, I worked with uh, a, a wonderful hair brand, uh, Weller, uh, both Weller and Peter Mark in the UK and Ireland over the last 12 months. And all of their salon owner managers were in the room. And I asked the question, you know, think of an A-list celebrity. And somebody shouted out, they said, oh, Tom Hardy, the, the, the A-list, I suppose, A-list British actor, Tom Hardy. And, and and half of the room, David, went, oh, yes, Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, oh, yes, yes. I said, okay. I said, um, what what time does your salon close today? And she said, six o'clock. I said, okay. I said, Tom Hardy phones your salon this afternoon. 
and he says, look, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, on a, I'm on a TV show tomorrow. I'm flying in tonight, but I don't I don't actually get in till half past 10 tonight. I'll not be able to get to your salon till 11 o'clock. Would, would, would you still be open by any chance? <laughs> and, I said, and this is in front of 300 people in the audience. I said, would, would you stay would you stay open for Tom? And she said, oh, yes. Oh, yes. And of course, everybody laughed. And I said, I bet all your staff would stay back as well, wouldn't they? She said, oh, yes. And I said, I bet they don't even want paid. And we all, have a, we all had a lot of fun with this. And I said, look, look at what you just did for somebody who is a celebrity. The things that we would do, we would stay open later. We would get that proposal quicker. We would return. We wouldn't send them that cut and paste email response that you send a normal customer. Celebrity service. And this is the thing. When I do my interactive challenges with audiences in which they create their own ideas, audiences leave my talks with a page, pages of ideas that they never had previously. What it's about, it's about inspiring the audience to think differently. The think differently is celebrity service. But when I introduce my interactive elements, audience members go away and can implement these ideas within 24 hours. And look, being on stage, traveling, going to the Drakensberg, seeing these wonderful places, taking these photographs, having uh, having all these wonderful experiences is, is just part, just part of my life. The greatest bit, bar none, is a week later, a month later, phew, three or four years down the line, I will get an email from somebody who was in that audience at that conference and they said, Jeff, we heard you. We thought about this. We did the 120 challenge. We've come up with these ideas. I just thought I'd let you know these were these have been the results from that talk. We are all storytellers, but if you don't have the results to back up your your delivery in your in your, in your own ideas, you would you were just a storyteller. Yes, that is what we do. But I come here for results. And I say this to audiences all over at any one of my talks. I came here for results, your results. You tell me your results and I'll share them with the world. And it is it is still and it always will be the greatest part of of what I do is hearing these results. I mean, it, it is as, as you as you were saying this now, you're talking about this, this concept of celebrity service. I it suddenly struck me. I was like, hang on. You know, even though I, I might think um, in my business life that I give my customers a seven or an eight. Yeah. In reality, if I if I compare that to a celebrity service, uh, I've got a big, big gap there. There's a lot of improvement. Um, and, and it is. It, it's the most amazing thing. Mm. And the more I think about it, I'm like, yeah, would you stay open for that? Yeah, yeah. Would you do extra work on a Sunday? Absolutely. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a person. But oh, there's that yeah. celebrity to it, and you go, yeah, no, I'll do it for you. But for Joe Soap around the corner, no. But if you make an yeah. average Joe Soap feel like a celebrity, exactly. This this is it, okay? It's within my sessions. You are going to come up with the answers. So you you're going to come up with the answers from what you're currently doing now to what you could be doing tomorrow. 
Okay, now in that gap in between is the gap in your service you don't realize exists. When you've come up with these ideas, you now have to action them. And I'm not saying do all 100 tomorrow. I'm saying just do two and nail them. And it becomes part of your culture. Somebody new comes into your organization. This is the way we do it. I promise you this. The ideas that you come up with and deliver, your your competitors have never even thought of this. They'll, they'll replicate it in the months or years to come, but by then you've already moved on. We're always trying to reset that dial and always continually improve. And we can do this by seeing, and I go back to, to when I'm delivering here, uh, David, we can be inspired by ideas when we see them delivered in different sectors in different countries around the world. There is not a slide in my deck which has a, a number, which has a chart, which has um, any of this type of stuff. It has real life people. And we are inspired by real people. We're inspired by teachers. We're inspired by our parents. We are in, and that that is also a big difference in and I think what, what, what makes a speaker uh, a speaker that can truly deliver the results. Um, yeah, but it, it's knowing that gap. I'm going to go back to that gap just for a second. Knowing that gap, putting that in place to create the experiences the competition have yet to think of. And those those ideas and that, and that, and that gap is what will continually keep you ahead. And you want everybody Look, look, there's so many ways we can market now. Back back 20 years, 25 years ago when I was helping to market small businesses, there was very, very few places we could actually market for very cost-effective means. We are now swamped. We live. We live now in, in a world of free. We live in a world of opportunity. But so do your customers. And I say this with great sincerity, but I do mean this. Um our customers are the ones who are marketing us. And I always say this to audiences. I said, look, if nobody's talking about you right now for the great service that you've delivered, you're not delivering a great service worthy of being talked about. It changes from today. So we find the gap. We're inspired by the stories. We create our own ideas and we build that into our culture. And if we can do this, if we can do this, we will stand out from the rest. And I hear this time and time again. Jeff, how can we stand out without really spending the money? And I have got so many ideas. Um, and that, that's what I deliver. Fantastic stuff. My special guest tonight on What's Involved is Jeff Ram. We're talking about celebrity service. And it generally happens when I get guests on here is, is we've got a limited amount of time. And I start <laughs> off wanting to talk about a whole bunch of things. And then we start to run out of time. Um so I wanted to get into to the whole OMG marketing, but maybe with your permission, yeah, Jeff, maybe we can use that as a second interview at absolutely, some later stage. Absolutely. To be continued, as they say. Yes. Right now, though, when we come back, we'll be wrapping up with Jeff, finding out what he's doing in these times of the coronavirus lockdown. Everything's changing. Uh, we'll find out how we get hold of Jeff books, all of those things when we come back. Right, and we're back. It is what's involved, as I said, speaking to my special guest, Jeff Ram. We are wrapping it up now. Uh, Jeff, obviously, um, you know, for, from, for a speaker who's traveled the world, 
uh, mm. speaking. When, when with coronavirus now, COVID-19, uh, all of that's come to a screeching stop. Uh, you know, I do I do a lot of sales training, communication training in, in my life. Yeah. Um, and, and sort of, you know, March, March it, it was looking quite good at the beginning of March. And then it all went away. Um, yeah. And, and that was it. It was gone, done, finished. Uh, we've been in South Africa. We've been in, in lockdown. They've now shifted it to a level four lockdown. Obviously, the UK has also been quite badly hit. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are you doing? Because this is a time when, I mean, it's tough times for people who make money in training and speaking. Yeah. Oh, where do, where do I start, David? Um, oh, where do I start? A bit like you, I had I had a wonderful I had a wonderful start to the year. So the so January and February was just off the scale. I was everywhere. But funnily enough, I, I, when I say everywhere, I was UK, which was lovely. Actually, it was a nice change. Uh, I was speaking for Warner Brothers uh, down in London, so I had a huge conference for Warner Brothers. Um, I was working with some hotel brands. And working, working actually internally in the hotel rather than their, their general managers, working with the entire teams. So it was a wonderful couple of months. And then this this thing called March came around. And I think that's if if we could get money back on our diaries, I think I think that's the first thing we should do to to make money in this in this lockdown period. We'll just sell off our diaries. Um. Yeah, it's it's been quite incredible. I mean, as I look at my whiteboard behind me in my office, David, every every event has been postponed. Every event for for the you know for 2020, and yeah, some yeah. of them. Yeah, I can believe that because yeah. we're looking at something like that yeah. as well. I I'm looking at it now, thinking, I think half half will go into 2021, and the the other 50%, if we're lucky could be October, November, December. And I hope, and I haven't looked at my diary for November, but I'm hoping that there's 300 days in November. Um, let, let's, let's, let's keep our fingers crossed. So, yeah, definitely. Um, so everything's kind of on hold. And now this is the strange thing. So I am out on the road. I'm flying. I'm on the trains. I'm delivering. I'm loving what I do. I'm traveling back. Uh, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful. But now I, I genuinely thought things would just go quiet, like definitely quiet. Interestingly enough, and just before our call today, so here I am in the UK uh, speaking with you, which has been wonderful, by the way, um, in, in South Africa. OK, yeah. So this possibly wouldn't have come about had had this not all happened. And I was, I was just been speaking to a client who is based in India. Uh, they're looking for me to deliver now a session, celebrity service, to a thousand of their members who are all working from home. And of course, the beauty of Skype, the beauty of Zoom, the beauty of, of, of technology nowadays is we can do this. We, you know, we we don't have to go on a flight now. Let, let's be honest. The the actual delivery. It's a little bit different. I'm still passionate and I will still tell my stories and I will still have that tag team uh, imagery uh, so people can can relate. But it's generally it's not going to be the same. But funnily enough, over the last six weeks or, or seven weeks, should I say now, I've just been inundated with requests to say, look, we'll either do the event November, December or we'll do it 2021. But actually, uh, 
I've actually, actually quite a lot of requests to say, can you do this virtually, Jeff? And the answer is yes, of course I can. Of course I can. It's a little bit different to live or on stage. And we all like to have a, a, a bacon sandwich and a coffee and, and be in a room and you know have go to a hotel. And people love that connection and those conversations we have in corridors. It's not quite the same online, but I can still deliver online. So that is still happening. But I, I made a decision uh, seven weeks ago now. I wanted to do something I come up with a phrase that I put on social media a few weeks ago and it said, be proud of what you did in the time that you had. And whether that was surviving, whether that was homeschooling the children, whether that was painting your fence six times in the next six months, be proud of what you did in the time that you had. And I, and I tell you why I say this, because Haley, uh, my wonderful wife, in the first week of lockdown, she said, um, you know, our grandchildren are going to, they're going to quiz us about COVID-19. I said, what do you mean? She said, in about 20 years time, they're going to come up to us and say, grandma, granddad, we're doing a project at school called COVID-19. And I said, yeah. And you lived through it. And I said, yeah. What did you do when you were locked down? And um, I just turned to my wife and said, I want to be proud of what I did in the time that I had. Yes, we'll play with the children. We'll, we'll keep each other sane and we'll, we'll help as many people as we can. But I also said, I want to, I want to turn to my grandchildren and say, I wrote this. I wrote my fourth book. Uh, yeah. And it's the follow-up to celebrity service. And what I've been doing is I've been interviewing some of my wonderful clients all over the world using Zoom in a very different way rather than just uh, speaking. But I've been connecting with my clients and I've been writing my book. Now, I'm a speaker, but I've got books. I'm not I'm not a writer who speaks, but it's possibly my best stuff that I've written so far. And whether that's been the time that I've had, uh, I've been a little bit more focused. Who knows, David? But I wanted to create something that when we come out of this, I've got something that I'm proud of, something that I can send and sign and give to clients as a gift. But something that restarts and, 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 you know, restarts me come 2021 because I haven't given up on 2020, but, but I'm just being a bit realistic here and thinking I want something great to go ready for the new year. Yes, I'm still speaking. Yes, it's still online. It's a little bit different. I don't prefer it to being on a stage. I never will. But we can get around and thankfully technology has given us that, that license to be creative and we can do something for our clients still. We can still be in business to a certain extent, but it's very, very hard for a lot of people. And another thing that I was doing and I have been doing and I'm continuing to do is just reaching out. And for anybody listening to this right now, if you're not doing this, please do this. I'm sure you are doing this. Just reach out to one customer, one client, just one per day. Send them a text, send them an email, send them a video message, uh, just send them a card. You know, remember those card things we used to put through the door? Um, just keep in contact. Um, see you there to help them. Uh, you know, reach out and offer to help. I think there's so many things that we can do in this time. Me personally, I wanted to create something that I was proud of, i.e. the book. I can still do some of my work, but also reach out to your clients and your customers and say, hey, look, I'm here. 
how you doing how's things thankfully we've, we've got so many you know facebook messenger linkedin we can connect and that that is without that i think would be in a in a, in a much darker place but um yeah that's that's what i'm up to david <laughs> Well, Jeff, all I can say is thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out. Definitely some food for thought there. Um, if anybody's listening to this, whether it's on the radio or, or, or via the podcast, uh, if they'd like to get hold of the books, um, you said you're still busy with the fourth one, so that's not done yeah, yet, but the yes. rest of them. Um, Amazon, is that a good place to go? It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect, yes. Um, so you go to Amazon and you just type in Jeff Ram. So the spelling is G-E-O-F-F-R-A-M. So I have three books. Uh, Celebrity Service, the second edition. Very, very proud of that one. Um, so that only came out oh, a year, 18 months ago now. It wasn't that long ago now, the second edition. And I've also got my other brand, which is OMG marketing and i've wrote two marketing books as well and it's all full of stories ideas photographs images it's real fun creative it's not a it's not a war and peace thing you've got to go through 24 chapters to get one idea you can literally dip in get an idea bang and run with it in your business and um here's a oh here's a one for you david before we go it is it is (laughs) all three of them that they are littered, littered with wonderful stories of businesses that I've met in South Africa. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. Um, okay. Now, um, so the books are there. Um, you said people, you are, you're still doing some of your, your talks, some of your speaking. Yeah. Uh, best, best place to get hold of you there, jeffram.com. Yeah, jeffram.com. That's the mothership. That is the website. So if you go there, you'll you can have a look at some of my videos. You can you, it's it's free of charge. Go and help yourself. Uh, I've also got a YouTube channel. Again, if you just type in Jeff Ram, subscribe. There are 94 videos on there. Uh, lots of them, me on stage sharing ideas. And and actually, people listening on the on the call now, you'll see how I deliver some of the stories. Uh, so. YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Mothership, Jeff Ram. If I can help anybody, uh, just reach out. I'm, I'm always here. Fantastic stuff. So uh, once again, Jeff Ram, spelt G-E-O-F-F-R-A-M-M. So it's jeffram.com. Uh, give him a shout. Tell him you heard him on the, on the radio or on the podcast. Uh, I'd love to get some feedback as well. Uh, if you have uh, some uptake from uh, the people in South Africa and maybe from the podcast as well. Jeff, thank you so much again. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll chat again soon. Thanks, David.